want to talk to you about the anointing, or actually faith through the anointing. We're going to talk about two things today, the anointing and faith for healing and the working of miracles. Is that okay? If it's not, sorry, that's all I got. But I just want you to... uh, I just want you to pay attention to a few things as as we go ahead um, tonight. That I got testimonies, man. We'll get into that. Isaiah fifty-five. There's some things that the Lord's speaking to me through the through the number fifty-five right now. It says, "Ho, everyone who's thirsty, come, come to the waters." You have no money, come buy, eat. Yeah, come buy wine, milk, without money and price. And why do you spend money on what is not bread and your wages on what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and let your soul delight in itself in abundance. Incline your ear to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I'll make you an everlasting covenant. I just want you to see that God is calling us to buy into and be hungry for. How many are hungry to see God just really open up the realm? I'm telling you, we've got Joshua coming next week. And this is not just, I I just want to continue to strike the ground. Remember the prophet told the king to strike the ground three times. Well, he didn't say three times. He said, strike the ground. He said, shoot an arrow of deliverance out the window and strike the ground, and that will determine your victory. And so I, I believe this, that as we continue to hit things, like if I taught for the anointing and on um, the anointing and healing and miracles for a month, how many know it would begin to manifest? And, and not that it's not already manifesting, but there would be an increase. How many like an increase? And so the Lord wants us to step into this, this place. And I just want you to think about a few things that, that the Lord is calling us to a, a deeper place in him always. Ready? We're not going to be those people that the Lord said, you know, when we get there, I didn't know you. You know, you did, I did this, I did that, and I didn't know you. We're not, we're not, you're not that people. You're hungry for God. You're, you're falling in love with Jesus in a greater capacity every day. And we're not in deception. Amen. And so the Spirit of God wants us to live in this realm because it's a supernatural realm. It's a supernatural realm that Jesus lived from. And I want you to just understand that by his stripes, we are healed. It's already something that's taken place. But I'm telling you, as I, as I ministered yesterday, and I had a spontaneous meeting that I ended up doing, not even, it was like three-day notice, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll show up. And... uh the Lord is was so good and so faithful to show up in a powerful, powerful way, like crazy, powerful way. And so we'll, we'll testify a little more of that in, in a minute. But I, I want you to just see that when we, when we, what we believe really is really, really important. Like what you believe about God, what you believe about yourself, like what he thinks of you, what you believe for others. No, it's really important what you're believing for people around you. Because if you're you're running with me, I want you to be believing for the big things. 
if you're running with, with us, we want you to believe for God to do greater things in your life. We want you to see, we want to see an increase in your life and an expansion of, of whatever God's doing. And, and we want to see good health on you. And we want to see the, the life and the purpose that God called you into. We want, you, we want to see you fulfill that and hear the, hear the Holy Spirit so that he's walking with you right, right to the end with you all together. And the Spirit of God is wanting us to believe just perfectly and understanding who He is. And that's so important that we know who He is. And his, the only way we know who He is is through that place of intimacy. It's the only way. It's the only way. By through His Word and by the intimacy and, and cultivating a beautiful relationship with Jesus. Beholding Him, loving Him, like we just want to live there. And out of that, the fruit of all these things, the fruit of uh, the the fruit of the spirit, just is going to continue to increase on your life. Everyone say, "I want the increase of the fruit of the spirit." You want the increase of the fruit of the spirit, and you want miracles with it. You want all the gifts with it. And so we don't we don't. There's not this unbalanced life that we live. We live with the spirit of Jesus Christ on us. And and I just want you to know that Jesus' last name wasn't Christ. <laughs> you know that, right? Okay. Because Christ is meant what? Anointed one. And and that's who you are called to be. Christians, Christians. You are to be anointed ones walking the earth. Well, what does it look like when the anointing is on your life? It looks like things begin to happen around you. It looks like when you step into an, 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 atmosphere, an, an atmosphere, it changes and shifts. It looks like when God shows up in you, all of, a th- all of a sudden things begin to just transform. The whole atmosphere changes. And you know the difference. And you know when you're walking with God and you know when you're speaking the words of God and you know when you're speaking the words of your flesh or you're speaking some religious thing that God gave you. Oh, come on, somebody. We can speak all kinds of religious rhetoric, and it's bouncing off people's heads. I can preach messages, and it's not what God's speaking. I had to shift a message the other day, and I'm like, okay, we'll just change. I'll start testifying. Right? Because sometimes the testimony has more powerful power. As I'm preaching the word, people need to hear the testimony of what God's doing. And so there's deliverance in the testimony. There's miracles in the testimony. They reproduce themselves, right? So I just want us to, to really just focus on a, we have to have a hunger. Everyone say hunger. I just say you, I just make you say these things because I want to hear you. Uh, hunger. We want hunger. God, we desire you in such a way. Lord, please just turn up a supernatural. That's why I read Isaiah 55 because God calls us, beckons us into this hunger and desire. If I hunger and I desire for other things, it tones down all the Holy Ghost stuff inside of me. All of the Spirit of God. I, I, I want to walk by the Spirit. And, and the Lord is calling us. So we want to release the old wineskins that we can't expand in. Amen? you got to get rid of the old wineskin. you got to lose the old wineskin. And it's hard for us because we, we say God wants to do a new thing, and then we go and do the same thing we've been doing forever. I've been there, right? 
I mean, even some of this, but God is trying to shift things in the atmosphere. He's trying to shift things. If he can't shift your mind, he can't shift the things around you. And so the old wineskin must go so he can step into fresh places. Okay, even, even like I just talked about provision. God has to set our minds that God has something better. If this isn't working, God is something better. And, and it's got it's to shift because I'm praying into it. I'm looking for it. I'm desiring it. I'm declaring it. Okay, so your mouth has everything to do with what God's going to do. Oh, come on, someone going to help me preach in this place. I promise you that we need to break out from that form of godliness thinking that we have to do A, B, C, D. And, and there is disciplines, right? We've talked about that before. And pursue with passion the presence of the Lord and, and seek his face like never before. To cult an attitude in our hearts. Do you hear me? An attitude in our hearts. I'm not even to my anything yet. An attitude in our hearts. Our hearts need to be prepared for what he's doing. And, and, and just declare, keep coming, God. Just, just tell him that. Lord, just keep coming. Lord, I desire more of you. I, I want you to keep coming, keep moving towards me. Keep, I, I, I'm moving. The Bible says if I draw near to him, he draws near to me. And so as you continue to move near and move close, just draw near to me, Jesus. So we want to recognize the presence of Jesus I have to recognize him, right? I'm not going to be like the two on, a, on the road to Emmaus where I don't realize until he's gone. I mean, they've eventually they recognized him, but they're looking at something completely different and talking about him while he's right there. Oh, man. We go to church all the time and talk about Jesus, and, 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 he's, and he's already there. We're looking for, you know, we have to recognize where he is. And, and he wants to release a word to us. He wants to break bread open to us. And he, wants to, and he wants us to recognize him so that we can bid him to stay. Stay, Lord, stay, stay. This is how I get, when I get messed up, I'm like, God, don't go, don't go, don't move. I'm not moving. I get really weird like that, like whatever I'm doing. I'm doing this again. Nice. You try to do it again. No, it doesn't work. No, because he'll never come in the same way. He'll never appear to you in the same way. I mean, he just, he's like that. He wants, no, 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 there's something else you've got to see. And he'll, it's like when, we, when we're looking for the Lord, this is how he works with us. So I, I just want you to just have this hunger and passion for Jesus. And I continue to beckon us to that, and that will always be. But... We want to pursue the full manifestation of his personhood to be revealed in the earth. Everyone say, I'm the earth. You are the earth. And God is wanting to reveal himself inside of you. Okay, in this earthen vessel, Jesus Christ will reveal himself if you let him. In this earthen vessel. Amen? And so this, he, he just wants us to, he wants to give us, he wants to give you more. But he says in, in Matthew 13, and we've said this, I've said this over and over. Who, it's about stewarding his presence and stewarding what he gives us. Whoever uh, to him has more will be, uh, excuse, whoever has to him more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. So what I'm saying is, as you guys, as you receive things from Jesus, as God begins to download things to you, 
I know sometimes we journal things and we put it aside or we just uh, we ponder it, and I, that's okay. That's okay for a little bit. But then the Lord is saying, what are you doing with what I gave you? And how are you expanding that which I already gave you? How are you increasing? How are you stewarding what I've already given you? And some of you are doing amazing right now in this season. I just watch as God's beginning to flourish some things on your life. And, and the Lord is wanting to do that to an even greater capacity as we just step back and bask in his presence. But it's not all about, you know, I, I like the glory bombs and I'll stay in the, you know, I'll stay in the whack. Give me, give me Jesus and let, let me get plastered by the Holy Spirit. But he wants to do something greater than that. He wants to increase that on your life. But he, he fills us so we can go. Amen? And so a good class of hermeneutics and, and, and how we un, unpack the Bible and Bible interpretation is really, I'm sorry, it doesn't help. I know, some of you, some of you got, I pressed a little religious button maybe, but it's okay. It, it, interpretation of, of the Bible, Bible interpretate, interprets itself, you know. And when the Holy Spirit begins to, we have a teacher and he teaches us truth. Amen? And so I want, when I get the key of revelation, the Lord begins to open things. And I'm not saying he opened some, uh, listen, you know, that he'll speak to me through scripture, but he'll speak to me other ways. Are you okay? Are you okay? Though he'll speak to me through scripture. It's okay. It's okay. I just want you to just hear me because the Lord can speak to me when I'm in the car. I know you, we, we think, you know, it's, it's always this and, and, and it is always affirmed and confirmed but through that. But the Lord can speak to me through all kinds of different ways. And God is creative, and he doesn't just come in one way, like I just said. He wants to come, and he wants to speak through your life, through the different circumstances, through being in the shower, come on, taking a walk, whatever. It, it messes with me in the shower all the time. Come on. And, and I, I just, it's. There's something about the Lord getting you when you're vulnerable or when you're in a place that you don't expect him to speak, that he speaks. And so we need to just prepare ourselves, and, and we want him to keep speaking. And I want, I want kingdom language in my life, and the Lord does that through his word, but by his spirit, okay? So we know that there's a desirable treasure, an oil in the dwelling of the wise, right? What's the wise thing? The wise thing is that I win souls, really. Says that, the Bible says that I'm, I'm wise if I win souls, that I get a lot of wisdom if I win people to Jesus. And so we're, you know, the Holy Spirit's calling us, beckoning us. Listen, there shouldn't be an empty seat in here. There shouldn't be. With all of us loose in the earth, there should not be an empty seat in here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. And so we want to just look at this because I feel like, you know, I, I, I dedicate my heart towards watching the Lord move, and I want to make a way for him to, to move freely and just have a place where he can move freely and we don't get in the way, and I'll allow some mess Come on, you have to allow the stall to get a little messy. That's what the Bible says. It's not a clean stall. When there's strength and oil and God moving, it's going to get a little messy. And, and some of it is not God, but some of what you think is not God is God. 
I'm just being honest. Okay, so we need to be prepared for that. And I want to be, be that person or a leader that allows mistakes, allows the oops, allows the boom, allows the, if it's crazy, okay, we'll clean it up later. But everyone has to have a grace to be able to receive that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So Jesus, well, we're talking about the anointed one. He's the anointed one, and he was smeared. <laughs> smeared, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4:18, says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Anointed me what? To go preach the gospel to the poor and you know, do all the things that Jesus did, right? It's Isaiah chapter 60, right? All over again. It's just prophesied. He stepped into it. He begins to read the scroll. And he says, this is me. I'm the one. And he wants to anoint us in such a way that we're smeared, covered, and plastered with the anointing. Oh, no. The little dab doesn't do you here. It's funny. I thought someone stole the anointed oil. Did you find it? No, we haven't found it. There's supernatural oil that flowed out of a Bible that someone gave me a vial to, and then I'm like, man, the thing went, went missing. Those charismatics, man, they steal the holy oil. And I was just like, what is happening? It's got nothing, to, right? I don't really care because I want the real deal, right? I want to anoint people with that oil, but the Holy Spirit's anointing on my life is what I want because the special oil don't help you. No, he made a special oil just for you. And you need to find and get under that and allow the Holy Spirit to, to brood over you and allow the, 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 the Spirit of God to anoint you afresh so that you walk in what you've been called to. There's no choice. Uh, you can reject it. Right? Saul rejected it. David said, Saul was hiding in the baggage. David was just like minding his own business, doing what he does, playing a gig out in the woods with the goats. Sheep. I'm sure there was goats. But the Holy Spirit wants to anoint us, and there needs to be a, the spirit of Isaiah 11, that the same spirit that rested on Jesus resting upon the church, resting upon every one of you. Every one of you. You know this. Ready? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm reinforcing things. Ready? Because the, the spirit of Christ is upon you. There's no question of it. This is why I said it depends on what you believe. Do you believe that? Do you receive that? Do you walk in that? Walk in it. Commission to walk in it. Come on, the, the great commission just says, go into all the world. Go, just go, 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 go. And, and I want you to just step into that. So what's the purpose of this anointing? It's the, the anointing that rests, but it's the, the purpose of it is to break the yoke. It's, to, it's a yoke-breaking anointing. It's to break the stuff off you that you do not need. Can I, I feel like I need to be turned up. I don't know. I need, to, I need my body to shake. Seriously. I'm always yelling, I know, but let me just yell. I can't calm down. I not calm down, what the little kid said. I not calm down. <laughs> I can't calm down. It's just not in me. Ready? The, the only anoint, only the anointing, do you hear me? Only 
the anointing can break the yoke. So what do you need? To be anointed. But sometimes you don't have the same anointing that she's going to have. And sometimes he's not going to have the same anointing that he's going to have. It's, there's, you understand, that's why when we all come together, it's the full anointing. Oh, come on, somebody. It, it really has to be a mindset that you're going to encourage people in what they already have. Because we get so focused on what we don't have that we don't encourage the person next to us who has something. And then we don't even realize what we have inside of us. And I'm telling you, as soon as you begin to exhort one another around you as, what, as to what's on you, listen, brother, you got such an anointing of joy on you today. Come on, give it away, give it away, give it away. You understand? The Spirit of God is wanting us to step into this. And so only the anointing can break the yoke. So I get called into this, this crazy charismatic meeting yesterday. And I'm a crazy charismatic, so I, get, I, I fit right in. But, it, you know, it was by the Catholic Church. So it was days of glory. And I'm just like Father Tom. I love him. I've been listening to him since I probably before I got saved. Honestly, I'm an AM radio 100 years ago. I'm not that old. But, the real, you know, I'm, I'm almost as old as Methuselah. <laughs> Come on. My wife gets all nervous when I start talking about age. Anyway. Y'all can bless me. It's my birthday in three days. Come on. I'll take all kinds of cash. It works. It works. You know? Take gifts. Come on. Gift cards. I'm just hinting. I'm not kidding. But seriously, I'm not kidding. So, uh, where was I? Oh, okay. I was talking about birthdays. Yeah, Father Tom. So anyway, actually, I was really, some of his stories, bro, oh, my goodness. I was listening to him yesterday afternoon, and he was talking about anointed meatballs. No, no, this is no joke. I'm telling you, this guy, this guy has fed people in his apartment, and they've got healed of chronic diseases with the meatball. I said, I'm coming over for them meatballs. You better make room. I'm getting Anthony to bring me over there for some of the meatballs, and I'm going to eat them myself. I'm not giving them away. I'm not giving them away. Seriously, chronic disease, cancers, like, wow. And I was just like, what is going on in this place? It's the anointing on the meatball. I'm not kidding you. There's an anointing on the meatball. Come on, show me that in the Bible. I don't. Angel food, I don't know. You know? Come on. It's crazy. But I just, let me just say, I had such an awesome time. And I, I got up at like 5 a.m. because I'm like, I'm not ready. I just got to pray up. And I got up. And, and I'm, I'll tell you, I'm thankful that we meet at 4 p.m. for church. I'll just tell you that. I'm not into a 10 a.m. service. I love y'all. And if we lose people for not having 10 a.m., it's all right. Because Jesus, I, I, I said, I said, I said, 9 a.m. service, mercy. I said, Lord, you better show up. <laughs> so I just began to share a word, and I shared out of what, you know, I share my strong point, right? I shared out of the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and 
shared a couple stories, and, and, and man, God hit that place like crazy. Like, I, I have not seen in a while. Oh, I'm telling you, it was revival. And I saw metal, people had metal rods. I just felt, I saw in the spirit, I just could see pins and rods. And I'm, that was in the morning when I was praying. I'm like, oh, God, you, you're talking about metal rods and pins. Okay. And he said, and then you're going to pray for the deaf because that's a strong suit in the house. That's a strong anointing in the house. You know that, right? And so the, the spirit of God just, wow, wow. People just got wrecked. There was so many testimonies of, of bones. One lady had a pin just sticking right in her thumb. It totally dissolved. In, in, in the wrists, stuff just dissolving off of people. I said, whether it's gone or not, it's not hurting anymore, right? Nope, it's not hurting. I said, good, get up. So, man, people would crash. It was a crash and burn in there. Everything was like pff, bodies hit the floor. Talk about bodies hit the floor. It was like, oh, man. And then this one lady, actually, she comes here with Father Tom sometimes. She just does this. But so many ears open on elderly people, I was like in awe. I would just go snap, snap, and it was gone. The Lord. So the Lord just melted metal out of people's bodies, totally set people free. I just saw one lady, she blew, she blew my mind, both of her ears, and then they're dragging me all over the rest of the day. Come over here, pray for this one, you know, because I just hung out, and they would, you know, I just had a good time there. And I went to Mass after. Come on. I did the Mass. It was good. It was anointed. Father Tom telling the meatball stories. Come on. It was awesome. And so what, what I'm saying is when the anointing comes, you know, you can't, I can't do it. It's Jesus anointing on your life. And I want you to make room for that. And, and it doesn't always have to happen on a platform like I did yesterday. It doesn't. But God's, you know, that's just venues that are opening. Ready? So the Lord wants to do that, and he wants to use you in whatever capacity it looks like. In your job, the glory of God is to be on your life. I know, construction's a gig. Oof, it's tough. But the, the Lord is wanting to do that and be the light that burns and burns into and burns through people. My, I, my question to us is this. It, what does it take? And I realize as I'm going through all the... Um, podcast just flipping through i am a, a one hour preacher at minimum my goodness so i need i don't know if i need to slow down or whatever but i'm just like i'll try and get you guys out of here in a better time but i want to just read a few verses because i want to i want to build our faith in the anointing of christ because it it's all about the anointing of christ fit i want you to just go to hebrews chapter 11 We'll start there, and I'll just hit two other verses. I kind of promise. <laughs> That's a kind of promise? What kind of promise is that? <laughs> Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So here we go. We get pointed right back 
right back to I seek the Lord and I seek him and faith just drops on me. <laughs> Can I just say that? I think that's simple because if we just believe that, but I want you to see that the writer of Hebrews tells us there is something, and I'm going to show you in the Gospels, that where God takes note, he takes note of faith. As a matter of fact, all through the Gospels, he's either wild or something by certain people's faith, but there's, there's a reality of God, we desire you, we look to you, I want you more, I want you in a greater way, and it just falls on you. And as we read the word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so the word instills faith into us. As we seek the Lord, it instills faith into us. Those are the two main rivers of faith. Hello. You only need two, him and his word, him and his word. And then when we see the power of the testimony, it just begins to up. Like if I begin, that's why yesterday I began to give testimony. I was just testifying about encounters. And then I said, the Lord showed me, and the Lord gave me visions. That's all he did. He gave me visions. So I have to interpret what he shows me, and then I release it on the people. Because if I don't, then I'm, and I'm being afraid, oh, God's not going to melt stuff in people's bodies today, then maybe nothing would have happened. But I have to, I'm like, God, you know, headaches? I, I always go back to, can't we do neck ache or back aches or something, you know? And he's like, no, no, you're going for the metal right away. God's good. He did it. I don't have to do anything because if I'm just obedient to doing what he says, the anointing flows. You understand? The anointing will flow on your life as you obey. I just We talked all about that last week, right? The blessing of the Lord will, be, will release great wealth and flow in our lives because we're obedient to him. All because we listen. Just listen and do what he says. So I, I, I realize that through this, he wants to open things up to us that, that are incredible. And the faith realm, we want to be like him, right? We want to do something, but I want to be like someone. Are you hearing me? God wants us to do, he wants the anointing to do, and he wants to be, you to be anointed to be. Or should I say it the other way? He wants you to be anointed to be and anointed to do. It's the same anointing because it's going to put something in your life. When God smears you with his anointing, then you need to take that and say, I love what you're doing, God, and I want to protect it. I want to I increase it. So the only way I can increase is that I go into more a little deeper. I just go a little deeper. I go a little further. I go into a little further with you, and he begins to smear some more on me. And I want the Lord to smear all that he has. Like, come on, stick it on me, God. Stick it on me. And God, open your word to me so that I realize what you're doing. And give me a good sound mind so that when you speak, I understand, I know, I have knowledge. And the Lord releases stuff like crazy. I'm telling you, it's, it's powerful, powerful. So you get a personal anointing uh, within and you get a ministry anointing upon you. Amen. Amen? So who's anointed? You're anointed. Right? But you have the anointing from the Holy One. Where does it come from? The anointing, the smearing of heaven 
comes from what? The Holy One. The Holy One. But the anointing which you receive, what? It abides, it abides inside of you. I want the anointing to abide and flow inside of me, right? So the anointing's transmittable, it's measurable, and it's tangible. Transmittable is it's a, I'm able to pass it along. I'm able to lay hands on people and they receive something. I love that impartation anointing in this place, right? God gave it to us. I didn't, I didn't ask for it. It just works, right? And people get opened up in, the, in this realm of the spirit sometimes, and I, I believe that. So it's, it's transmittable, transmittable and it's measurable. You can measure it. It's, it's so, like, it, it, it's measured to various degrees because you can feel in, in a service. You can feel in your prayer time. Man, it's either really hard and really dry, or God's just flowing, and you feel like one, like ten minutes has been feels like you know, all of a sudden you get up, you're like, "Wow, it was three hours," and I'm like, "God, more of that." And so that's what we want, and the tangibility is the pers- when we touch it, when we feel it, because sometimes you feel the anointing, right? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel absolutely nothing. Believe me, I don't like that. I don't like it. But it works anyway. He works anyway. Even if I don't feel a thing, I didn't feel a whole lot even in the morning. I'm like, oh, I need another coffee. That's what I need. And the Lord just began to move through the place with fire. I've been in overseas, felt not a thing. Just going by a word. And miracles. Stroke victims just getting totally healed. I don't feel a thing. You know why? Because it's not you. It's not you. It's him. And so we want that, and we want to be able to discern the hard seasons when we can't feel anything. Because God, mercy, I say mercy, (laughs) mercy, God, that I don't feel your presence. David cried out. He said, no, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. So he knew the difference. Old Testament David knew the difference of when the Holy Ghost was with him and when it wasn't. When the holy anointing was on his life and when it wasn't, he wanted to step in deeper into that. So the gift of faith, God is, God is wanting to impart to you directly and supernaturally a gift of faith. And so that's, when we, that's how we get here, right? There's no limits or no scope to it. I mean, we sang it. No limitations. How many want to be limited in the spectrum of how God uses you? Does anyone ever just pray that prayer? Limit me, God. No, that's a silly prayer to pray. God, give me more. Open me up so that I can receive everything, God. Open me up. I'm a stingy anointing monger. I am. I just want more. I want the hunger in my life to just increase in such a way. And so we just want... It supersedes, ready? As we move into the realm of faith, it supersedes what you feel. Because the gift of faith is just crazy. You just, boom, it jumps on you. And you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to do it. And so you may not even feel anything. But God wants to direct. And there's no limit and no scope to the kind of faith that God wants to grow and he wants to pour out on you. And, and it's a higher order. So we... As we look at these, I'm just going to run us to, um, so he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen? Amen. And then we're going to the Gospels. 
to hit two things because I want us to see the big difference. Where am I? I'll tell you in a second. Mark chapter 6. And we'll go to... Yeah, we'll just start at the beginning. So he's at Nazareth, and we'll hear that we'll hear that that famous verse, "Prophets without honor." But he went he went out from there, and it says he came. Everyone there, Mark chapter six, say word. Okay. What was that? <laughs> then he went out from there, and he came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many, hearing him, were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is, is this which he's, given, which he's given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. And this is, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, uh, Judas, and Simon, and are there, they're not his, excuse me, and, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended, they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is without honor, except in his own country, among, among his own relatives and among his own house. And now he could do no mighty, no mighty work there except that he lay hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he, and he marveled. Everyone say, he marveled. Yeah, he marveled at not a good thing. He marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about the village, the villages in a circuit teaching. So I want you to just take note, all that. Bible says that he did a few miracles. Well, he, did, he didn't do, even do miracles. He, did, he healed a few people. He healed a few sick people, which is sad, right? And, and, and really, so there has to be a mindset, ready? How familiar are you? This is why I say, how familiar are you? And I'm not even talking about me, but our people around you. People uh, we constantly see every day. We can come to church. I'm telling you, we can. We can come into this place. We just become so familiar that it's just another day at church. And what could maybe happen? I don't know. I, we, we believe God is going to blow things up. I believe it. But then sometimes it's just this. It's like the power grid gets shut down. And it's not because of me. It's, not, it's certainly not because of God. It's because we get this mindset, we know them, we, we've been with these people, what else can happen? That's why when you go to a conference, all of a sudden you're like, uh, right? It's true. It's true. It's true. People who didn't know me yesterday were like, they're dragging me all over the place. I got tired. I'm like, do I want to go over this next person? It was good. Don't... I, but see, and then there becomes a mindset, even in ministry, I don't need to touch the people. I'll do it from here. Stop that. Don't think that. I'm sorry. As long as I'm breathing. Someone maybe hold me up. 
You lay hands on people. Jesus went about, yeah, there was always, a, I felt like Jesus always touched the people, right? Jesus was always with the people. I just want us to get a, a how are we going to get a miracle mindset that we push away that, that actually that unbelief that Jesus marvels at? He's, that's heavy, honestly. I was like, whoa, what are you talking about, Lord? Is it, is it really, and it doesn't even say he was grieved. He's just like, I'm on my way. What does he do at the, at the church of Laodicea? He's like, nah, I'll just pull back. They think they're all set. They think they got everything, right? And the Holy Spirit is saying, beckon me to come. Beckon me to come. Desire more of me. And take off any place where I have glasses where I don't honor. I'll just say it. Not the prophet, the presence of God. Because any time we get into a mindset, listen, next weekend, it's not going to be just a, I don't want it to be a, a, another gathering. And yay, I know, really, when Jeremy was here, Honestly, I thought it was the most powerful thing we had. I thought, I don't care who was here. I felt like Jeremy was like, first of all, he was a real deal. I, I have a great relationship with Charlie and some of the other guys, but I just, there was something about the operation, and it was the least attended, but God showed up big time, right? I believe I got the metal anointing, melting thing from him. I believe that. I believe I got it. Because I said, God, I want that. And then, bing, plates and screws. Go for it. Okay, Jesus, here we go. Right? We want that. I don't want people walking around in pain. I don't want people walking around oppressed. Who the heck wants that? I don't want that in my church. Get it out. Come on, God wants to use not just me. He wants to use you to do the same. So if you're sensing, like, even during ministry time to pray for someone, listen, everyone in here, you, unless you're a foreigner, right? I don't know you. But everyone that's here every week, do not be afraid to step out and do something, right? And usually people that come in and, and we usually get, come on, discernment. So it's God is going to do something powerfully, and I'm waiting for the wave, I don't know, I felt like I stepped into a wave yesterday. I'm like, God, let it rip. More, 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 more. I don't want it to stop. Let's go. Okay, go with me to Matthew. And you know the story. We're just rehearsing some things. But there are two places where God marveled. And this was the next story, the centurion. Right? We know the story, right? He comes to Capernaum. But I want you to see, ready? A centurion came, uh, we're in verse, chapter 8 and verse 5. Sorry. Slow down. Now when Jesus entered, entered Capernaum, a centurion man came to him pleading with him. Ready? We don't have to beg for things, but sometimes our persistency triggers something in Jesus, and I'm going to, I just want you, it, this is really powerful, because I feel like this man set a precedent for how Capernaum was to operate. The city of Capernaum was wide open after this. 
And Capernaum was where Jesus set up his ministry. Why? Because it was wide open. He's like, man, there's open heavens here. Let's go. I don't have to deal. I'm not going to set up in Nazareth where I grew up. And everyone knows me, and they know my story, and they know how I was beating up my brothers. Oh, come on, somebody. Here's Jesus. I know. There could have been some, you'd think there was no family squabbles. I know, I know. Said, saying, the Lord, my servant, is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Ready? I got sandals behind me. Dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. What did I just say? Platform ministry that doesn't want to get messy. No, he's just walking through the town. And the centurion guard comes to him, which was probably a threat at that point. And he doesn't know, you know, Jesus maybe knew him. But, you know, Jesus was constantly getting in trouble. Come on, he's a troublemaker. He's a troublemaker. It's okay to be a troublemaker as long as you're an anointed troublemaker. Okay? said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered him and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my, under my roof. But only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes. And another, I say, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does this. Oh, we could just preach on that. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have found no such faith, not even in all of Israel. So Jesus marveled at this moment, and then he just said, I'll go. I'll go to the house. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. And he said, just speak the word. Just speak the word. So let me just even say, as, as even yesterday afternoon or yesterday morning as I'm praying for people, was it when I spoke the word or was it when I prayed for people? Was it when the word's released that it changes hearts? Come on, when someone, when, we, when this place, when you come to this place and you begin to win souls, right? And you begin to speak words to them and something happens on the inside. That as you're releasing the word, as you're releasing what God gives you to speak to people, it changes the internal man. And softens the internal man. So that they can now receive salvation. And receive then the Holy Spirit. And receive the baptism. Come on, God wants to use us in this way where our words begin to break open atmospheres. Why? Because we have faith in the anointing that's inside of us. He's anointed you to preach and to speak and to declare to the brokenhearted. He's anointed you to heal the sick. He's anointed you to release miracles. Yeah. You just have to believe it. Is you, do you have this faith that marvels Jesus that, God, if you just, if I just speak the word, that things will begin to move? Oh, I'm hitting walls right here. I can feel it. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, 
We're going to shift a mindset tonight because God wants a miracle mindset in this house. God wants a, a mindset that is anointed and, 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 and filled with thoughts that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wants the mindset inside of you that the anointing that breaks the yoke is in your mouth. And it can, it, as you release it, it breaks things in the atmosphere. And things happen to shift in people's lives. I'm telling you, God has already done it. You just don't activate it. Remember, even from the other night, God wants to activate some things, but he wants you to advance. And so the spirit of Christ, the spirit of the anointed one, you are a Christian. That's why John G. Lake say, I am a Christ-like man. Are you a Christ-like man or woman? Do you have the abundance of all that God has smeared on your life through the cross, through the blood of Christ on your life? You do. I'm asking rhetorical questions so that you meditate on the thing so that you say, well, why do I think? Because what is preaching? It's preaching is to bring you to a place where you either decide inside that I need this or I need to shift a mindset or I'm totally far away from this and I need, to, I need God. And so the anointing that God's going to bring to us, I'm declaring it now, I'm speaking it now, that this is just a preparation, even, even next weekend, it's going to be great. God's going to pour out His Spirit, and, and I, I, I believe that. But also, it has to continue on. Like, what I hate is when we come in here the next week with a, with a conference hangover. Like, the, the, the rah-rah happened, and then we come in here and I'm like, oh. It just happens. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I, th I just say that we're just going to go up into a new place and new to a higher level. And, and God wants to use you to step into this place where your faith marvels the Son of God. <laughs> Not your unbelief marvels the Son of God, but your faith begins to um, just unlock Jesus. Jesus is just like, I'll do anything, he says. He'll believe in me for such crazy things that it just I'll just release power over here. And so the Spirit of God wants to do that. And I want you to, because he just, you actually become a channel. That's not being weird. That's not being new age. They stole it. You're a channel for heaven. Come on, tune into the channel. Turn or come on, turn the right dial and move into that channel because God wants to release a frequency through you that shifts and changes things because the word of God is inside of you and brings breakthrough to those around you. There's nothing, and you can't do this by just having a mediocre life. No. Right? We just live a life holy, sanctified, because I love him so much. I'll just... God, I want to live for you in such a way that I'm clean, I'm pure. Those are impure, who are pure in heart will see God. And the purity is what brings this. All the when, you, when you flush the toilet, all the trash goes out, you got clear water. Come on. Come on. No, I'm just saying, you want clear water flowing through your pipes. The trash has got to go. And so the Lord is wanting to energize you with supernatural faith and those 
who operate in the gift of God, in the gift of faith, in such a dimension, they honor, they honor, they honor God with their own words. That means I don't just honor God in my own words when I'm doing something Christian, because there shouldn't be a Christian thing that you do. There should be one thing you do. You live like Christ. First Kings 17, you don't have to, go, well, you guys know these scriptures, but Elijah spoke. I'm just going to hit a few of these things. First Kings 17, Elijah spoke and said, there shall be no dual reign in these years except by my word. Luke 7, 7. Oh, it's the same one. Same one. Say the word, my servant will be healed. Job, two, uh, Job 22, 28. You shall de declare a thing and it will be established for you. So here's the thing. If we come into agreement on something, those who walk together and, and agree, how can two walk together unless they agree? God wants you to walk with him and agree with him. Oh, no, that's, perf that, that's really powerful if you can get that. God wants you to walk with him and agree with what he says over you. God wants you to walk with him and agree what he says over your spouse. God wants to walk with you in such a way, and he wants to come into agreement in the words over your kids, over your relationships, over everything that you come in contact with. He wants to come into agreement with you. But you have to come into agreement with him. Amen? God's not wrong. God is not wrong in what he thinks towards you. God is not wrong in what he thinks towards your brothers. He's challenging us on all levels. Don't talk, don't compare, don't do this, don't do that. And that's not a bunch of don'ts because I'm a, I'm a believer. It's called just honor who I am, honor, your honor the people around you, and watch the favor that comes on your life. And watch the faith that comes on your life. And as soon as your mouth is salted and seasoned, and light begins to permeate through you towards everyone. That anointing that breaks the yoke is going to permeate to everyone around you. You need to speak life over your marriages. You need to speak life over everything. You need to speak life over this church, over showing up on Sundays. You need to speak life over, you know, because so, honestly, I was, honestly, the weirdest thing today, I was power at the house. It was, I was, boom, I knew what I was going to speak. Sometimes I don't know. And I come in here by faith. No, it just happens. But sometimes it's like boom. And so even coming in here, I was fine. Prayer was good. And then somewhere, something tried to hit me in, in during, during worship. Just bang right here. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Don't give in to that which is the devil. Don't give in to your flesh thoughts. Don't give in to the demonic thoughts. What did I say? God speaks to us through thoughts. And our thoughts are being controlled by two places, really three, but two places. The enemy or the Holy Spirit or your flesh. But where's your flesh? The problem is where's our flesh lining up with? No. God. Your flesh should be lining up with God. 
Your flesh should be lining up with God. See, because he wants to baptize you in such a way that the flesh is now what? Sanctified. That's what sanctification is. We're sanctified. And we begin to think like Jesus because we know the thoughts of God. Amen? Come on. Holy Spirit wants to do something in this place. I promise you, and, and it's going to happen because I'm going to pray you down. Anything that's in the way, you, it's going down. It's going to go down. It's going down. It's going to happen. Ready? Faith activates the gifts in operation. Right? Oh, I want to be used in the gifts. I want to be used in the gift of prophecy. How can you be used in the gift of prophecy if you don't open your mouth? How can you be, how can you be gifted in, in any, any of the gifts in healing if you do not pray for the sick? How can you be gifted in discerning of spirits if you don't ever open your mouth about stuff? Mm hmm. I felt like Pastor Todd on that one. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. How can you grow in the word of knowledge if you don't release the knowledge? Right? God wants you to release the words of knowledge. Right? And then how do you, how do you, God was, I had to work some miracles yesterday. Amen? Sometimes it's just not, I, you know, you pray for someone. How's it, like the lady with cancer in the back? She couldn't move her feet. Her feet, one foot was swollen and she had some ovarian cancer or something. And she, she was from uh, uh, Nigeria, yeah. And, and so, Right away, I said, how much? I'm talking, her, her son's interpreting. I said, how's her foot? I just prayed. 3%. I said, 3%'s no good. Come on. I went right after it again. And then she's up dancing. Come on. So the Lord is like, no, 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 no. We don't surrender to a bad, you know, 3%'s not a good report to me. 3% is a bad report. It's a little something. But the Holy Spirit wants us to do to just step in. Same with the ears. Ah, it's a little better, 5%. Oh, no, that's good. I'm like, good. Holy Spirit wants to do that through you, through everyone in this room. Amen? Come on, help me, Tori. I'll get out. Of it. Oh, I got more, but get up. So I give people hope. I got a lot more. Wait a second. That's okay. Get up. Get up. And I believe God wants to put, and, you know, I got, a lot of times when people come in here, and, and this is the Lord. We're just going to give glory to the Lord on this. But I can remember Bobby and Bobby testifying to it up here before. He said, you know, everyone's just worshiping Jesus. So they don't pay any attention to anyone who's in the back by the door, you know. We don't pay attention to anyone coming in. It's like that's why we try to have greeters for a little while. But, you know. Some of y'all don't show up till the, oh, no, 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 anyway. <laughs> well, that's okay. We love everyone. One of my buddies was laughing about that on, on Facebook. 
yeah, the, the clock's got turned back on Sunday an hour. That means everyone will make it to worship on time. I said, or at least to offering time. Anyway, I feel like, oh, hi. Check one, two. I'm good. I don't have anything else, but that's okay. So the, the tangible presence of the Lord is in here. Amen? And I honestly, I take it for granted. The Lord rebuked me after someone said something to me, I think it was last week. It, oh, no, it was John Marshall on Friday. Because, John, we had guest ministry on Friday night. Where were y'all? No, I'm only kidding. Most everyone was here. The, the Holy Spirit, he could feel and sense as soon as he came in. And his wife testified to the same. She goes, it just feels so amazing in here. And it's because we've cultivated that, right? And so in the same way, this is a physical building, right? This is a sticks and, you know, plaster. Well, probably whatever it is. But if God can dwell in a building and his presence be there tangibly, I know it comes from us. I know he, the presence, the sensing of the presence comes from us. But don't get, let's not get used to that. I was really, I was convicted. I'm like, God, I just get used to coming in and out of here and the busyness of certain things. And I, I, I don't, I take for granted what he's already done and what's already been accomplished here. Right? And the Lord is wanting us to not take anything, not take one thing for granted. Not take one situation for granted, right? He's hovering, and he wants to hover a healing anointing in this place. I believe that. And I believe we were talking, Lisa and I, when we left the revival down in Georgia. Because I feel like for us, it's not just going to be one thing. We, we, talk, we discussed this. Like, it, it is the fire, the oil, the glory. It is... God's tangible presence with us that when people come through the threshold that things begin to shift. Everyone say hovering. Don't, don't worry about everyone behind me. Hovering. And it's power. God wants to release the hovering. Remember? There was a, a, a hovering around Peter. It was an anointing. I believe it was the glory. It wasn't his shadow. It was something that he carried. Everyone say carried. Everyone say, I carry the anointing. Smear me, God. <laughs> smear me, God, again. No, you can't even say it enough. God, just smear me. Change who I am and change the atmosphere around me. They brought the sick out into the streets with beds and couches, and Peter would walk like this. And I don't think it was anything about a shadow that he walked, that someone touched the shadow. I think that he carried such a presence. And you want that presence. 
I know it was the Apostle Peter, big A. But he's got an apostolic anointing that he wants to put on a body of people that shakes everything around him. There's one account where I read it. It's Jesus entered the city and it shook everything. It, sh it shook everything. It moved. It, it moved. Everything began to move. Everybody was moved. It's, it was kind of like everyone was on edge. Everyone was expecting something. And, and when Jesus showed up, it, it shook the place. It moved the place. This is what we want. We want this for wherever we go. Wherever we host something, wherever you end up going, wherever you end up visiting, wherever you show up with your parents somewhere, whatever it looks like, God is wanting to come and show up in that place and move the place. See, because nothing... I have to get this in my brain. I, as I'm, I had this in the last bit of my notes, and I realized it's plastered all over my house. Because I walk by scriptures in my house that my wife has put all over the place. And it's all the same scriptures. It's all about faith. Nothing, 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 nothing's impossible. Because the anointing that abides inside of us the Christ man that's inside of you, nothing is impossible around you, not one thing. Come on, stand, everyone, 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 stand. I will stop. The Bible says he sent his word and healed their disease give attention to my words life and death are in the power of the tongue and we we'll always go back to that because God is wanting to touch you in such a way where your words begin to create worlds and I said this before there's a, a divine life that God wants you to begin to establish and it begins with the words of your mouth stop cursing the things that God is blessing that will be yourself So, God, we thank you that you can do the impossible in this place. And, Lord, we open ourselves up as a community right now, as a family right now, that you would come and that you begin to baptize every one of us and smear us with fresh oil today. And, and Lord, the Lord wants to anoint us today. Let's just, I'm going to release fire to here. It's got to happen, right? So I want you to just come. I want you to just come and get ready because the, the Lord is going to do it. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to just, I don't want to, just don't be familiar. Don't be familiar. Just step into it. Just step into it. And I believe the impossible, God wants an impossible. To be knocked off your life. And he wants the possible. To come to you in a fresh way today. He's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to invade your life. 
Like, I mean, he'll invade your life if you give him an, an open door. Say, God, come. Holy Spirit, come. I want you to just come. But you can sit in church week after week and not receive. So I just want to, God wants to release his possibilities over your life right now, right now. He wants to release a fresh anointing for faith and a fresh anointing for, for the impossible. Because some of us look at our situations and we think it's, it's so, God, you can't, how are you going to do that? I'm looking at, listen, everything I hear is God doing crazy, miraculous things in the, in the realm of finances to give people lands and all It's just crazy what I'm hearing. It's crazy. And it keeps coming to me over and over and over and over and over. Maybe because I'm not believing. And he's reinforcing something inside of me. So we're going to ask right now. God, release it right now. Lord, release this fresh anointing right now. Lord, I thank you for what you did yesterday, but do something even greater today. Lord, there can be something deposited right now in these moments that, Father, we can't even, we can't even understand or imagine. So we step into it right now. We, we take it right now. We take it. We receive it by your spirit. But, God, we're crying out, Lord, we want more. Lord, we desire more of you. Lord, we want to marvel you. We want to marvel you with our faith. We want to awe you with how we believe for things. And God, we thank you tonight. Lord, you're going to do it. You're going to meet every person here right now. Within the sound of my voice. So Lord, come. Come, come, come in such a way. And release that. We thank you for the impossible. We thank you for the miraculous. We thank you for the working of miracles. Come on, just thank him. God wants to use you in that. Do you believe it? 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 Come on, just say, just say to the Lord, Lord, I believe right now. Even out of the confession of your mouth. I know confessions can sometimes be, but just say, Lord, I believe, and I'm going to receive it right now. I'm going to receive a fresh oil of anointing of faith right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you for your blood, God. I thank you for the blood, the power of your blood right now that's going to sanctify every mind. It's going to block everything. We shut down all, all neurons in the brain that are negative right now in Jesus' name. We take authority over that right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you. We thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. Every yoke. There's not one. He's a yoke breaker. That's what he does. He breaks sickness. He breaks unbelief. He breaks all those things. And so we receive that right now in Jesus' name. 